Hello, this is Will Hardy with Man Talk Radio. We are all about breaking down the walls of race and denomination. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few minutes. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Network podcast. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us this week. And Andy, I know that I'm glad. Or Andy, are you glad that they're with us this week? You can put a microphone in front of you. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm just echoing what you say, man. All right, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you're glad that they're with us. It's all about you. It is, it is. Because listening to the show last week, I wasn't sure whether you were glad that they were with us or not. Sorry, we're just giving our, I'm just giving Andy a hard time because I like to do that. Oh, yes, he does. I do like to do that. Yeah, and pretty consistent. But uh, this, this week's show is a pretty cool one. It's a follow-up to last week's show. And, and Robbie, you hosted last week's show because I was out with uh, Eli's surgery. And uh, uh, he's doing much better, which is good. Long, long road to recovery, but he'll, he'll get through it. And he's young, so he'll heal quickly and hurt many years later, <laughs> which is how that tends to happen. Yeah, it is. So uh, last week's show was on what? Our word of the year for 2021, and we had a chance to review what the words were that we'd had on the team that we'd, you know, gone to God in the um, December of 2020 to try to get an idea of what adventure He might want to take with take us all on in the upcoming year, and so we had a chance to do those. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And then we have a bunch of us in studio, and then we have uh, Danny on the phone because we really didn't want to be around him today. Danny, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Good, good, good. Well, Happy New Year to you. We wish you could be here with us. We do miss you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week, and uh, we'll all be back together. But uh, we'll get to uh, your word for 2022 here in a little bit. But that's what we're covering today, the word for 2022. And and uh, there's no pressure to have it by now, right? Just many of us do. Not all of us have it. But uh, then we're going to kind of go through and talk about as much as we know about the word of the year of 2022 that God's revealed to us so far. And so, Robbie, you have the first clip if you'd like to start us out. Yeah. So, my word of the year for 2021, you might remember, is engage. Oh, can I pause for a second? Yeah, pause. Um, in, in case someone didn't listen to last week's show, we can make them go back and listen. But could you explain word of the year just briefly? Yeah. Yeah. You, you start out at the beginning of the year asking God, you know, kind of where you feel like he would like to take you in your day-by-day, you know, visits with him. For me, I, I get a word for the year, and as I did the word engage in 2021, and wrote it in my prayer journal, and every morning would begin like almost as a paradigm to think through what he's teaching me, the scriptures I'm looking at it that day, as, as it would relate to the word engage, and that was the word that I had. And so after I'd been working on engage for an entire year, I, I just fell absolutely in love with the word. And I realized that God had been engaging me, that originally I went into it thinking I was going to engage my family or I was going to engage this or that. And when I realized it was actually 
turned around and God had been engaging me all year in the memorizing of scripture and some things that happened, I was just like beyond excited. And I was like, God, I don't know if I can turn loose of this word because I just have had such an amazing year. I mean, how could I possibly have a better word than I had in 2021? And he said, well, I got one for you. And I said, it what's that? Disengage. <laughs> break off break off <laughs> don't talk to me goose don't talk to me <laughs> sorry <laughs> well played well played sam <laughs> yeah that might make it on the joy ride there anyway <laughs> i really did and he, and he said robbie our word and and i and, and i would like to say it's our word um, for 2022, he said his delight. And I went, oh, wow, that, that is intriguing. And, and, and it was delightful, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And so as I began to pray into that word at the beginning of the year, and I, and I began to study it in Hebrew, as you might imagine, and we'll save that for later shows. Um, what I pictured in my mind was something that he'd kind of been working with me recently in my own prayer life, because just to be very transparent, I I thought I was really struggling every morning when I would get up real early. And a lot of people know I tend to get up at four, even three o'clock sometimes, and begin to try to pray. (laughs) And as you might imagine, that time of the morning, my mind wanders to things that had happened in the day before, maybe the movie I'd watched the night before and all this stuff. And what I actually had anticipated praying, I might not get to for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and it's been known to go an hour, right? And I was really beating myself up over that. And he, he recently was saying, Robbie, don't you know that's, that's you? That's, what I, that's how you are. And I love the way you are. And I love to talk about those things with you in the morning because we're talking about them. It's not just you not praying about them. We're spending time on those, all those different things together. And actually, it delights me to hear your ramblings. <laughs> and I went, oh, it's like you're delighted. And, 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 and again, rather than me being in delighted, all of a sudden I realized God was delighted with what I really am. Not what I was, you know, thinking I should be. And, and so as I thought about that, I remembered this scene from Swiss Family Robinson. And you might know that the character is almost the same. And whether you watch Old Yeller or you watch <laughs> Pollyanna or you watch Swiss Family Robinson, Ken Cochran in all three of those movies is about the same kid. And he is the kind of little boy that you just delight in because he's a boy's boy. And, and he gets into different stuff and he's off on adventures. And in this case, he, he wants to build a trap for the tigers so that they would scare off the pirates when they show up on the island of Swiss Family Robinson, which, you know, I saw when I was, you know, four, five, six-year-old boy. And I've never forgotten these scenes. And so listen to especially how the father is delighting in who the son really is, right? This, the kid's just totally being himself. But listen, especially, and the mother delights in him too, but listen to our well done, Francis, because the kid's name's Francis, naturally. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> it's like, lighten what was that from Stripes? Like, shut up, Francis. Light, right? Lighten up, lighten up Francis. Lighten up. Oh, yeah, that's it. Lighten up, Francis. Well, anyway, in this case, well done, Francis. So don't miss that because the father is going to delight in his son. 
I think what we need is a hill. So, so they have to come up to us. I got an idea. What is it, Francis? Well, we could dig some big pits. And then we could put some lions and tigers and snakes and all sorts of animals in there. <laughs> then when the pirates come along, they fall in. Well, I, uh, I don't know whether we can manage the lions and tigers, but uh, I think a few pits might be a very good idea. Yeah. You can rely on me, Roberta. I've got it all worked out. And I take care of the lions and tigers and things. <laughs> right, Francis. You're in charge of the tigers. Oh, good. You know, Fritz, the old tiger, he'll come along here like this at night after the pit's been all covered up. And he'll sniff the meat. And he'll start to circle the pit. And he'll come around here like this. And he'll think. Do you honestly think a tiger's gonna fall for something like this? You're wasting your time. My tiger! Where is he? Well, I never believed it. Well done, Francis. Let's hurry up and cover it up with palm leaves no. so he'll go to sleep and the pirates won't know he's there. No, you better run off and tell your mother. We'll cover up the pit. Oh, yes. You don't have to worry anymore. I got my tiger. He's got his tiger. So, you know, that's pure boyhood from my perspective of, you know, God loves who he made you. And, and I mean, who, what father wouldn't delight in Francis there? And, you know, I think it's part of where he has me. Like, it's okay to be me. Um, and I heard this last week, and I, I'm really enjoying the idea of going there with it, that if, 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 we want God to feel comfortable to be who he is, then we've got to be who we are and, and not have some grandiose expectation of how reverent, <laughs> you know, I think I should be in that kind of thing. So, Now, obviously, that was a voice of a brother that was telling him. Oh, yeah, Francis. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Yeah, it sounded like an older brother. Uh, Fritz and the other brother, I forgot, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking it was. Well, we're going to go ahead and ask Harold a question. Now, Harold... I would ask you your word of the year, but you don't know it yet, right? No. Okay. <laughs> I guess my word of the year so far is no. <laughs> I'm hoping to change it from N-O to K-N-O-W. Could be. But it's not my timing. It's not up to me. Because if I just spout out a word, that's cheating. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to cheat. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you because, you know, we're talking about this word of the year, but that all comes to us at different times. Sometimes it's immediate that God throws it to us, and other times he, he works with us on it for a while. Yeah, and I, I think it's important that uh, we keep asking hmm. and not give up, you know. And the fact that the rest of the guys I'm sitting around here with have a word and I don't is not making me jealous. It's just encouraging me to keep on keeping on until I've got mine, and then I can come in and brag. 
Well, I wouldn't say that, that God's going in order of age, but Robbie got his early. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was an age-related thing, so I don't think he started like yeah, the but, youngest and worked his way But well. Robbie starts in July, so. Yeah, that's no. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <clears throat> we don't have time to quite get to another clip, but I will go ahead and talk about my word of the year last year because I wasn't here. Yeah. Right? So last year... And, and to be very transparent, I was not all on board on the word of the year thing the first couple of years. I, I reluctantly did it. I didn't remember my word <laughs> half the way through. Matter of fact, I had the same word for two years. <laughs> yeah, you were flip-flopping them or something. I, 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 I kept going back and forth. and <laughs> Like Robbie in the sixth grade. Yeah, like Robbie in the sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. just no yellow pants. Yeah, okay. yeah but the for me, this last year, really the second half of the year, it really kind of kicked in because – you know, God really challenged me. My word was believe. You know, and for the first part of the year, you know, through the summer, he was working on, you know, what I believe about myself and attacking some of the strongholds the enemies had, you know, of what I really believed to be true about myself. And then the, the second half of the year was all what I believed about God. You know, did I believe God would come through for me in my finances? Did I believe he'd come through for me in relationships and work situations and all this? What did I truly believe about God? It ended up being a great word, and I hated to get rid of it. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, my new word for the year at some point. But go to MasculineJourney.org to register for the boot camp coming up March 31st through April 3rd. God does not want us to live as hypocrites. God wants us to live transformed all the way down to who we are. He wants us to live from the inside out. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his special message, The Inward Journey, on the next Turning Point Weekend Edition. Dr. Charles Stanley with the Believer's Main Objective. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen in the future. All you now have to be concerned about is making our life count to the glory of Almighty God. And so I simply ask you, are you doing what God's called you to do? The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. Welcome back to Masculine Journey. That is a very short bump intentionally because that's all the, that song I can really take. <laughs> Actually, I picked the bump, and so I want to talk a little bit about it. We did use it last year, but to me it re-illustrates the fact that the word may not make sense to you, right? If it makes sense to you, it's probably not from God, right? If you've got it all figured out, then why does he need to give you a word? And so your word may be Greece this year, but I promise you it'll be a great word. Because he's going to take you into places that you never thought that he would. Maybe to Greece. You know, who knows? Ooh. Right? Ooh. Yeah. So that might be a cool word. So, or Africa. Oh, but I was really struggling because I wanted to play Word Up. That, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. My favorite bump in on this topic. But uh, we went with Greece. Jim, I know you got to have a comment about that. There's no way that you can't have a comment about the bump. I'm going to use Harold's word and say no. Okay. There we go. There we go. Well, Danny, <laughs> um, you graduated your rookie season. Right in this whole word category. Yeah. All right, so now you're in the, your sophomore season. No sophomore slump. You can't have that, right? 
I think you know, looking around the room, I think a lot of us gained the freshman fifteen for you. Yeah, and you got you got, you got Mister Sophomore Slump telling you you can't be have one. Well, that's what I'm telling him. Yeah. I can tell him from experience, right? I I had to repeat a year. That's what happened for me is I had to go to my sophomore year again with the same word as I had the freshman year because God's like, no, you can't graduate. So, uh, Danny, do you want to talk about you play your clip first? Talk about your word. What do you want to do? Yeah, let's play the clip first, and then we'll talk about. It. Okay, so you want to set it up, or you just want me to play it? I just play it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Got it. One day, a fisherman was sitting by a seashore under the shade of a tree reading a book. A rich businessman walked and asked the fisherman, what was he doing? Why was he reading a book and not working? The fisherman answered, well, a fish for the day. The businessman got angry, and he asked, well then, why don't you go out and catch more fish? Well, more fish? The fisherman asked. Well, the businessman answered, you'll have more fish, make more money, and then buy a bigger boat. Then the fisherman asked, well, after you have a bigger boat, you'll be able to go deeper into the ocean and catch bigger fish and sell. What would I do then? The fisherman asked. Well, you'll have more boats, more employees, and make even more money. Well, well, with more money, you'll be able to buy more boats, hire more employees, and make even more money. But what will I do? The fisherman asked. Well, then you'll be a rich businessman like me. But then what would I do then? Well, the businessman answered, you'll be able to enjoy life peacefully. The fisherman looked at him and said, is he doing right now? This is a good clip, Danny. You want to talk about yeah, it? I found, yeah, I found it on you know YouTube. I was looking for something. My word for the year is contentment. And it, it came as, you know, in, in Philippians 4.11, Paul said that not that I speak in the respect of want, for I have learned that whatever I state I am, therewith to be content. And contentment is something that probably eludes me most of the time because I'm always looking for the next thing. And God has kind of laid that finger on that in my life. And and so as as the word... I believe that it's going to be an adventure into unraveling the poser or the false self in me at a deeper level. Because he's already began to do that the last couple of boot camps. And being being content with who God says I am. I love what Robbie was talking about. And that same phrase from last week, you know, rang in me pretty hard was that, you know, in order for God to be who he truly is to me, I have to be truly who I am. And there are times that, that I don't know that I really know who that is sometimes. So I'm just going to be content with what I have and enjoying the fullness of every moment, every situation, and every encounter. And and God asked me a question this morning. Says, Can I truly walk in the presence of Jehovah Jireh, which is God is my provider? Because in every aspect of life, he provides, whether it's financially whether it's, you know, spiritually, mentally, everything. And there are times, you know, it's hard to admit, but in living in a false self sometimes, I want to be self-sufficient and not God-sufficient. And contentment is about being God-sufficient. That's a great point. Thank you. I appreciate that. I thought he was going to ask you how many licks it takes to get to the center of a a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop. (laughs) I was hoping he would ask me, hey, you want to go fishing? You know, but no, that wasn't it. So. I think the answer is three, according to the commercial. Three. Yeah. 
And then, then I was thinking, oh, or is it, or is it layers of onion you're going to be going through this year, Danny? Oh man, <laughs> could be, could be. Um, Jim, it is now your turn, my friend, to do your word. Do you want to talk about the clip, or you want to talk about your word first? Yes. Okay. I'll change my word. Uh, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. This is a meeting between uh, outlaw Josie Wales and Tin Bears. And uh, it's a clip that I actually used part of this last year. And uh, I forget what my word was last year, but I really didn't like it. So I tried very hard to forget. And uh, it not you're last not year, being you, honest here, you are you? two years ago. Integrity. Oh, okay. <laughs> last year. And I think that was what I used because I see that in both of these men. And uh, you know how Balaam... His donkey chatted with him. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have my word, which I usually get it very quickly. And then during the program last week, three donkeys were talking on the air, and all of them said that, <laughs> yeah, you're two of them. And he just pointed at Robbie. Yeah, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't call in, so it wasn't me. <laughs> and it wasn't me. <clears throat> and it's a Hebrew word. But uh, the the word I've I've got this year it's peace in English, shalom in Hebrew, and I got the shalom version. But this clip is almost the antithesis, if you look at it on the surface, of peace. And this is two guys that come together, and both of them are men of integrity, which was the word last year. But they're also warriors that are coming together for a peaceful mission. Now you can play it. I have heard you're the gray rider you would not make peace with the blue coats you may go in peace I reckon not got nowhere to go and you will die I came here to die with you I'll live with you governments don't live together people live together Governments, you don't always get a fair word or a fair fight. Well, I've come here to give you either one or get either one from you. I came here like this so you'll know my word of death is true. And that my word of life is then true. The bear lives here. The wolf, the antelope, the Comanche. And so will we. And we'll only hunt what we need to live on, same as the Comanche does. And every spring when the grass turns green, the Comanche moves north can rest here in peace, butcher some of our cattle and jerk beef for the journey. The sign of the Comanche, that will be on our lodge. That's my word of life. And your word of death? It's here in my pistols, and there in your rifles. I'm here for either one. These things you say we will have, we already have. That's true. I ain't promising you nothing extra. I'm just giving you life, and you're giving me life. And I'm saying that men can live together without butchering one another. It's said that governments are chiefed by the double tongues. There is iron in your words of death for all Comanche to see. And so there is iron in your words of life. No signed paper can hold the iron. It must come from men. The words of ten bearers carries the same iron of life and death. It is good that warriors such as we meet in the struggle of life or death. It shall be life. 
this uh, exchange between them, these are both men that had been men of peace, but betrayal and death and circumstances had turned them into warriors. And they, Josie Wales at the end of this movie is protecting people. He had been alone when he started the journey and he was running from uh, certain death uh, as a fugitive. But when they came together, they are giving each other's life. And, and the peace comes from warriors coming together to say, no, we're not going to do this anymore. And the need to defend others really hit me when I, I wasn't. This clip was a gift from God, and I was just sort of reminiscing. And it, you know, it works for peace as well as for the integrity. And I was unlike some. I was integrity beat me up pretty much last year, and. I figured, oh, well, peace will be easy. And then I realized, no, this isn't about having a word that is going to be easy. I'm going to see what it takes this year, I think, to understand what finding peace really means. And shalom in the Hebrew is a wonderful word. It's much richer than peace in English. And one of the meanings of it that I got from one of my Hebrew professors that recently retired to heaven, was that one of the meanings of it is death to your enemies. Well, our enemies are not flesh and blood, though, and we have to recognize that, you know, we're not fighting against men. We're fighting against the powers of darkness, and that's the only way we're going to find peace is on the other side of the battle. Yeah, and peace is one that, uh, you know, you may be called called upon to uh, create peace in other situations. I mean, there's a whole lot of places God can go with that. So, you know, it's definitely going to be challenging. I would, I would say that you said the word beat up, but yeah, I would ask you, wasn't there so much growth in the midst of that though? Of course. It, right? uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously you don't grow during the easy times. It's the times of adversity and difficulty where the growth is. And and peace was, it was almost a curse because I've had a lot of stuff happen between last week and this week that has not been particularly peaceful. But it, it is showing me that, you know, this is something that is a rich word and there'll be a, a lot more of interesting things to come. Yeah, you're talking about that. You know, I talked a little bit about the, the word, you know, belief for me last, last year. The ones working through some of my own personal stuff was hard in one way because I had to go in and dig into some really long agreements that I've had. But it was equally as hard to go through some life struggles when God would just say, what do you believe? Do you believe in me or do you believe in this situation? You know, and it was it was tough, but there was a lot of training in that to where I could say, okay, God, I know you've got this. Right, And so for each one of us, we have stories of where that word has matured us and drew us into a deeper intimacy with God. And I think that's the whole point. And we'd ask you to go out and consider doing that this year. Go to MasculineJourney.org to register for the boot camp or listen to the After Hours program. We'll talk more about this. This is the Truth Network.